0: You're all scared. And you're going to fail the test. You have to test yourself every day, gentlemen. If you stop testing yourself, you get slow. It's quite a sensation. Hey, ma'am.
1: Hey, what's up, Alex?
0: Nothing much, how you doing?
1: Good, thanks for, uh, taking the call. Of course, yeah, not a problem. Oh. So, did you just get- did you just get out of school? Yeah,
0: actually I'm uh, I've been cruising on my way home. Cruising, that means you got a driver's license? I do, I do. I've had I, I got my driver's license pretty close to as early as I could. Like I uh Yeah. I turned fifteen, I think it was like a month after I got my learner's permit and then after that I got my driver's license and been terrorizing the streets ever since. <laughs>
1: I definitely remember those days.
0: It was had kind it of up. I overhyped myself for the test. I was like, it's going to be this big, scary thing, and they had you, like, drive in a circle.
1: And they are like, here's yeah. your
0: license. That was not representative yeah. of the railroad at all. But, you know, here we are.
1: <laughs> they kind of overblow it, yeah. But it is yeah. important to learn. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I drive to Daytona from Oviedo every day for uh, for school, it's, it's definitely important for me to have my license.
1: Well, that's a good segue into uh... – Pinball, just like driving, the more you (laughs) do it, the better you get at it, right? Definitely. So you're actually pretty young. You're only like 17 or 18?
0: Yeah, I'm 18 years old. I'll be 19 in December, so it's coming up fast.
1: That's awesome, dude. And uh, already, if not at the top, close to the top of your game, would you say?
0: I mean, I wouldn't say my game. I wouldn't say my game. That, that kind of insinuates that I'm topping out, but I, I would say I'm yeah. I'm very happy with how good I played for for how little I played. Like you look at some of these guys in the community that have been doing it for 20 and 30 years, and that's that's impressive. And they're really really yeah. good. And the fact that I'm competitive at after I don't know at this point three years
1: of playing, maybe I'm I couldn't be happier. So I was gonna ask you next is how long have you actually been playing? So only like three or four years you took. I-
0: I think it's about three or four years. Uh, I didn't go through, like, a casual playing and then move into, tra- like, transition to playing competitively. Um, I used mm-hmm. to play at, at my Uncle Randy's house all the time when I was a kid, but I never I never really took a liking to it. It was it was always video games for me. But then okay. one day, out of the blue, I decided, you know what, let me look at pinball tournament on YouTube. And I was sold. Yeah. I, I found, <laughs> Pins, found the Bone Karen's tutorials on YouTube. And I went over to, to my Uncle Randy's house the other day and started putting grand champs on all his games. Like, what the hell, dude? Where'd you learn how to play? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I watched a couple of YouTube videos, and I'm I'm beating all of his scores. And so I think I was, that was was kind of indicative of of how fast I was going to progress.
1: So you think maybe kind of like how some people have, like, a photographic memory, you kind of just, those tutorials he does are really good, but you, I, I know I have to watch them, like, three or four times to get what he's saying mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, to actually apply it to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I think it just kind of stuck in pretty early on and good. I think, a so, feel.
0: I think it was a good mix of of natural talent as well as putting in the time and going to the Pinball Lounge for Flip-Off Friday every Friday and trying ah. to, all the things I learned while, while watching the YouTube videos. Like, oh, I watched him dead bounce, and I want to learn how to dead bounce so I go to the Pinball Lounge and i play – anything and just try to dead bounce on it yeah and trying to apply those specific techniques as as well as games rules and stuff like rules are important mm-hmm. and can be pivotal when you're playing especially in a competitive setting but there's yes. there's something to be said about knowing how to control the ball and just keeping it alive and shooting anything because the points are out there and if you can slow the game down and shoot everything I mean, and drain very rarely then you're gonna mm-hmm. find them. eventually.
1: I was um <clears throat> I totally agree with what you're saying. I was talking I I was my last interview was with Eric Stone and mm-hmm. he made a comment about you. He said you're capable of blowing up any game at any time and I was yeah. thinking about it, the more I thought about it I was like, you know, whenever I'm in like a group it's like a four player match or something, like if the guy in front of me blows it up, I feel like when I step up it's gonna be you know, the buttons are gonna be hot and it's just going to be deflated for me when I step up. So it's like I hate when the person in front of me blows it up first, you know?
0: Right. Then, it's, but,
1: totally,
0: <laughs> it's like a mental thing too. You're like, well, if they yeah. all the points. Now I can't get the points.
1: <laughs> all right. the juice is gone. Now I have to do it.
0: <laughs> right. It's all. It's really hard to break that. And it's because you always. It's always so rare to see two people blow a game up in a row. But it's kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy where if you, you just ignore that you're playing against people or whoever they are and you're just like I know what I need to do I'm just going to go up there and do it and the cards fall right then two people totally can blow up the
1: same game and that's when you get really heated matches that's
0: that's some of the most fun in pinball
1: it is I mean I notice like when the really like when it gets down to like whatever the top eight or the top four mm-hmm. I mean you guys are you guys are right there neck and neck you know oh, Yeah. yeah so I stuff. think it's a good it's a good mixture of knowing that you know getting in your own zone, as you could say. And then, like you said, knowing knowing the rules as well as ball control, I think, is everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, so So, much of this is a mental thing that seems to not – I don't know if people don't talk about it or if if it's just not as flashy as as rules and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. being in the right headspace and being able to hunker down and concentrate when you play and also – Taking the right things, taking the right games, playing it. like I mean, even at some high level tournaments, people will play mind games with what games they pick and the order they pick. It gets it gets really funky. People people, not in a malicious way, just in a very smart and competitive way, will play mind games, and, and it's it's kind of an underrated part of pinball is is the mental part
1: of it. Um, I heard your dad refer to it once while he was. I think you had like a big matchup or something with in some kind of whatever, mm-hmm. some of tournaments. You know, he goes. Never. Just remember your. He told you to remember your chi. Um, mm-hmm. How much would you credit your dad for how good you've gotten at the game?
0: He's definitely been extremely supportive and and like way more than I can ask for. He's always had a passion for it as as a collector as a, a, a casual player. He's never been in the competitive space but he was fully supportive when I got into it, and then I started getting better, and he's like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to start a little collection at home, and then that grew rapidly as as collecting things does. It's like, oh, it'll just be a few games, and now it's 14 games we're lugging up the stairs because we just moved. It's, oh, nice. <laughs> he's he's awesome, though. He he always tries to keep me in check and, and help me remember, you know, to, to just relax and play my games. And sometimes it's effective, and sometimes I really don't want to hear it just because I'm in the mental space for it, but no fault mm-hmm. to him. He's the best. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he's never been competitive. That's interesting.
0: Never, never Did at, I like, a high tournament level. He he plays with me in the league at the pinball lounge, and it's a lot of fun. Um, He, he doesn't have any interest in being, like, top tier or anything like that. He's just there to have fun and, and play pinball, really.
1: But on the other side of the coin, you mentioned another guy who is definitely into the competitive part of it, and that would be Mr. Randy Parsons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, So, does he encourage you? Is he your coach, or would you? how would you say your relationship with Randy is?
0: I mean, he's also been extraordinarily supportive, and he was sort of my gateway into the pinball community, because back when I was young, like six or seven or whatever, we would always have birthday parties at Randy's place, and we'd always play pinball and it was it was never a competitive thing we didn't even know it was it was I didn't even know what it was it was always pinball and arcades at at, at Uncle Randy's and so when I first started getting into it I would always go to his place and then you know, games are obviously free there compared to the lounge or anywhere that you go that's outside I just sit there and play and I'd play and play and play it was it was a lot of fun so him him existing like that plus all the support that he's given me and he is a phenomenal tournament director. You'll see at Free Play Florida compared yeah. to all of the other tournaments that he's run. He's He is on it when it comes to keeping players in check, keep them, you know, be at your game on time and just running a really smooth tournament. Randy's Randy is top tier.
1: I know. I almost feel like I've gotten, I'm not to say taken for granted, but like I expect that when I go to like a lounge tournament, I expect it to be at this high level, no matter yeah. what turnout is, if it's twelve players or thirty-two, you know. Yeah, I expect yeah. it to be. I expect it to be just like you're saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say I, I always took it for granted, or I was I was spoiled. That's how I like to phrase it. By you know, the, the pinball lounge being my first experience in tournament pinball, and having Randy run all those tournaments. The few that he's done at his house in the pre-COVID days, and how smooth those had always been. Even yeah, like you said, if it's a, a twelve-person or a thirty-two, or even you know the the, the four-year anniversary, I think we had almost eighty people in there for a tournament. And mm-hmm. no matter he ran it, he ran it smooth. So definitely spoiled with the the tournament directing at, at the pinball lounge. It always
1: seems like whatever can't happen, will happen, like with something, I think a game caught on fire almost at pre-play. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, forget, I forget which game, but Vince was mm. playing, and I was right next to him playing the uh, Mandalorian. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, you know, I've yeah. never
0: seen smoke
1: smoke under glass like that before, but it <laughs> happened.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: But uh, would you say, so the lounge, would mm. you say you have a certain home field advantage playing there? Because it seems, like I think even at, at pre-play, seems, I think – yeah, you, know, you were like you came like fashionably late. It's like, and then you just oh, it's time to get into that qualifying group. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think I would. I think I do have a a home field advantage, and I think it's just because I play those games frequently. And so mm-hmm. if I'm in there on Tuesday or Friday, and some of those games from the the open play sessions do get put into a tournament, I already have a rough idea of how they play. I have a rough idea of how current Ed set their stuff up. So when I go in, there's not a lot of games that I walk up to that like, I've never touched this specific one before. Because you know it just as well as I do that all the games play different. Even, even you know, if you take two yeah, eight balls boxes, yeah, put them next to each other. And they're going to play wildly different. So I think there mm-hmm. is an advantage. And that was a perception I worked really hard to break early on. And I'm still working to break that, oh, he can only play at home. And with the the volume yeah. terms of at the pinball lounge being so big, it was really important for me to go out and perform at, at places that weren't at Pinball Lounge. And that's that's been some of the most fun because what I found is that the pinball community is so supportive and to see new faces in the top, is all, it's always a good thing.
1: Yeah, it has grown. I've noticed that it took a little hit during COVID, but it seems like it's coming back stronger than ever, I, I would right. say. But what didn't take pretty, a hit during COVID? Oh, my God, yeah. So when I was in high school, I'm trying to think back, like – what I was into and what I wasn't into. I don't know. It was just such a, your mind's aspiring in all different directions when you're that age. Yeah. Do you yeah. walk down, do you walk down the hall and people say, Hey, there's that pinball kid. Or do they even know that you play pinball or is it something you keep to yourself in that age group? Or,
0: I mean, it's not something that I, I keep to myself and not, not like I'm embarrassed or ashamed by it. I was never <laughs> the most popular kid at school or anything like that, just because that never interested me. But, Right. And I'm, I'm I'm happy to tell people that I played pinball and then like ninety five percent of them are like, Whoa, that's really cool. I didn't even know competitive pinball existed. And I'm always happy to phrase it like, Oh yeah, I played pinball because I'm I'm a mega nerd and <laughs> you know, I, I, I own it. I own the title. It's not like I'm ashamed to play pinball or anything. Well,
1: I'm with you. I used to uh, I used to embrace my nerd my nerd stuff when I was you know, that age too and I'm still that way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's good you to got- be. I, I, I told my son today when I picked him up from school, and we were talking about something. I don't even know what it was. I said, "John, nerd is the new cool." But don't even worry about, you know, what anyone else says. You know, <laughs> and what nerd. does even nerd mean in, anymore anyway? You know, it's just right. Right. I think jock being a jock is more nerdy than being nerdy. So yeah, right. I th- I think <laughs> being a
0: jock is less cool than being a nerd. But you know, I could also be biased.
1: Well, with the cancel culture and all the wokeism, I mean, all that stuff is not so cool anymore. To be like hazed or whatever, as you know, jocks yeah. like to. Hey, I'm just uh, super macho man, blah blah blah. Like yeah. you're just, a nerd. it's not like that anymore. So yeah, yeah it's, it's not cool to be mean anymore. And I,
0: I've been. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I agree. What kind of car you drive? I can hear it right now.
0: Oh, yeah. I was unplugging my Tesla. I uh, I have to stop for a quick charge on the way home, so it was beeping at me.
1: So it's, you know, it's taking a while to um, finally get you on the phone, but it's kind of fitting because mm-hmm. free play is right around the corner, and this will probably air right before. Um, you just won the pre-play. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of my idea I've had with these. I definitely want to interviewed the top guys but it's really cool when I get to interview them right after they won so you just won pre-play you got uh-huh. to have your sights on pre-play oh um, you have to it. dude yeah it's on your, yeah, it's on yeah. your I'm yeah. so excited for play. well I remember in 2019 there were some big you know people come from all over to come to this one like, yeah. I remember uh, Steve Bowden was there uh, all, the whole Sharp family was there uh, yep, was yep. kinda, I was just kind of—I was kind of
0: starstruck when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, because I'm like—I see these people on on—I use air quotes—TV because I, I watch all the YouTube tournaments, and I'm like to see these yep. people flash. It's like it's weird because it <laughs> sort of brings that that unattainable level of competitive sin like, to the national level and it, it's right in our backyard. And it's like wait, I'm at one of these tournaments that these top guys are taking that seriously. <laughs> I think it's extra
1: cool that they're doing a uh... Well, I guess when you you didn't grow up around this time, but when I was your age, malls were a big thing, and seems like mall mall throwback to the malls is the theme this year. So <laughs> that's kind of extra cool. I wonder if they'll have Stranger Things in the lineup.
0: I wonder. The game list is posted, I think I oh,
1: think that's right, it is posted. It, it is. is. The, I think Stranger Things is in, is in
0: the ladies' tournament. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: I played enough of that game anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: we own one. I'm like, I'm so sick of this
1: game. I can only backhand that multiball so many times. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, you got free play circled on your calendar. Oh, definitely. What's up yeah. that?
0: Man, I, I'm not sure, actually. I I struggle to keep up with the calendar. I know there's a lot going on. Um, Free play, the next big one, is, is dates is always in January. It looks a little funky this year just because of the COVID. The points are all messed up. So qualifying yeah. for states is, is a different thing. There's a series of tournaments being held. Um, I'll, pro- I'll probably go to all of them just because they're fun and they're they're fairly close to my backyard. So I, I mean, yeah. as long as I'm not flying an airplane that day, you'll uh, you'll probably see <laughs> me there.
1: Is that right? Are you learning to fly?
0: Yep. That's why. Well, that's why I drive to Daytona every day. It's an hour drive, but I'm going to Embry Riddle in Daytona because I want to learn how to be a pilot. Dude, that's
1: super cool.
0: Yeah, so a lot
1: of fun. You have two two plans after high school: become the best pinball player you can be, and become the pilot. So that's that's to have two plans. Pretty much, pretty much. and not even,
0: yeah, not even just after high school goals. That those are just like life goals in general. Because like pinball, there's so much room to grow and flying. It's like right now I'm working on my private. I'm just a little baby, and you know, give it four years, and I'll be flying for an an airline, ideally or teaching others how to fly. There's so many different ways I could go, um, but it's it's also good. And such yeah, a support to, there as well.
1: It's definitely hard to um, – I know there's different levels. So you, you can get, like you said, your private license, and then uh-huh. just if you want to make a living at it, you have to take a whole different series of tests and stuff.
0: Yep, yep, yep. it's private first, if you want to just go fly around yourself and then – want to start making money, you need a commercial. And if you want to fly anything with more than one engine, then you get your multi. If you want to fly in the clouds, then it's an instrument rating. It's, it's governed very tightly because, well, airplanes are they should be governed very tightly. So there's a lot of little steps to take. Private right now is the biggest one. So once I sort of get over this hurdle, it's, it's just smaller and smaller steps and specializing into exactly what I want to do. A lot of flexibility.
1: Well, man, I have to thank you. The one time I got to um the final four was because uh-huh. you beat you beat yourself in a way. Um yeah. I was, I don't even remember I don't even remember what happened. My son was there playing his iPad so I was distracted, but then all of a sudden I saw you get pissed. I've never seen you get pissed before, you know. And uh-huh. then you walked off. I was like, "Holy shit. This was uh uh-huh. February of 2020, I think." Uh-huh. I forget I forget what this tournament was called, but I don't know, you know, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, oh, it, I it was an EM. So yeah,
0: uh, it happens. It happens to everybody. You'll you'll just have a bad game every once in a while, and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's something I have struggled with before. Is getting so frustrated at games, and it's been hard to to just realize. Yeah, it happens. You're not going to win every single time, and that doesn't mean you're not good. It just, I mean, you you've seen it happen to literally everybody that plays.
1: So, but you're um, also one of the ones that you know made me realize how important earphones were to channel out all the extra noise that can be going on around you. You know, yeah, I think yeah. when I started playing, I'll admit it, it's it's total nuclear annihilation on Spotify is what I listen to all the time. Yeah, and that's it, awesome. It, it just gets it just gets me into the zone. Uh-huh. But yeah, do you, did, you, did the head did the headphones start because of how rowdy Eric Stone can be, or is it just a combination of everything, or? Is he like the one player you think you have to get better than, or explain that well, a little bit? Well,
0: the, the headphones themselves were were just I don't know I I noticed some people doing it and I was like okay uh-huh. I'll give it a try and then very quickly I realized that it, it helped me focus and it helped me enjoy myself more because I was like I just listened to the music I was, like to listen to and yeah. That mode to like, I'm playing, so the earbuds in, I'm not playing, I'll take them out, so I can chill when I'm not playing and then focus up when I am playing. It's, I'm sort of have lobbing myself into being very serious, but at certain times. And then, like, I don't know, the finals, they go in and they don't come out because I, I just want to be in the zone, 100% focused the whole time. And, and having the earbuds in and not having any distractions really it helps, helps a lot.
1: Yeah, like all the taps on the shoulder, hi, how you doing? Not yeah. in the finals. <laughs> I have my headphones on. It's kind of take
0: Yeah, I love how everybody chats with everybody else. And it's a great community. Um, but, yeah, in the finals, just throw the headphones in and then really bunker down and get down to business, get, get the work done.
1: That's awesome. Do you have any – well, of course you do. I mean, you probably want to win Florida first and then – so to move on to win the nationals. Do you have a game plan as far as that goes. You would say?
0: I don't know if there's a if there's a schedule or a very specific game plan. I go into every tournament I play in wanting to do my best and wanting to win. Um yeah. that's, I'm, that's even the attitude I have going into free play. I know if I play my best and I I do what I know, then I have a, a fair chance of of making the finals or winning the thing. Um, I don't I don't want to put myself on like a strict schedule like I, I must win by next year because then if i don't it's like well if you failed and, and there's no need to put that type of pressure on yourself I just go in knowing that i know what i'm doing i have prepared i've read the rules i've, I've practiced how many, who knows how many times and just go in there and and, and play my best and i that having a more relaxed attitude about things and being confident in your own abilities and sort of taking ownership for your performance really helped me
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's where you know. Speaking of how well the lounge runs their tournaments, it's always they always they always make sure to give you that game list at least a week before it seems. Yep. And I yep, know that yep. that's when I hop on the YouTube and start, you know, just absorb whatever I can on the games I don't know. That really does help. Yeah. But um, no, never fail. I'm always you're always your own worst enemy at the end of the you know day. So. That's yeah.
0: That's exactly what it is. And- as you were saying about rules, like rules help really with optimization. Because the whole, the whole thing about tournament pinball, especially at like a free play Florida level, is every shot is so crucial, and every missed shot has such a high chance to drain just because of the way the games are set up that you want to be doing as little unnecessary even as possible. So it's like if I can, if I can know that I'm getting the highest amount points per shot, we'll call it by going down this exact strategy, then that's that's what I'm gonna do. And make sure that I hit the shots because everything is—it's so crucial. Everything's so high stakes. And For so sure. that's, that's, thats where, where that. the ball really comes in.
1: And also that's where that dead bounce comes in, so you can get that control.
0: Yep. yep. And oh, it's all about control—the dead bounce, the line catch, the the every little technique you can do to to try to control the ball just that little bit more. And that—that that just gives you the edge on anybody else who's flails away and gets a bad break versus you who took that bad break and and took control of it and made sure that if you catch and you hit the shot, then you can't break.
1: That's right, because it's coming right back to you in a nice way. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of the headphones to get yourself in the zone, but then um, I think I really took a lesson in control when I watched uh, Lee M. play. You know, Lee.
0: Oh, oh! He is one he of got- the best nudgers I've seen play pinball. The way, the way, he, yeah. yeah, the way he nudged the game made me look at nudging in a whole new way. Because I, I saw it. I'm like, wait, he's not just shaking to shake. Every, every nudge has a purpose. And I learned just by watching. The purpose is you're using the rest of the game as another control surface. So when you look at a pinball machine, you see the flippers. You're like, okay, I can control the ball when it hits the flippers. But at a higher level, you look at the walls of the game, the top of the slingshot, and you're like, you know, I don't have as much precision with the rest of the rubbers on the game, but if I smack the game from the right and the ball's hitting the right side of the the pinball machine, then I can use the right side of the pinball machine as a control surface. And depending on how hard and where I smack the game, I can directly control that ball. Which is something I'd learned not from my own accord, and definitely not from YouTube. That was that was a Lee Moscaratolo lesson right there.
1: I was just about to ask you could you properly pronounce his last name so that I show disrespect there.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's well, proper.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, Apologies it's Lee. It's what again? Say
0: it again. Though? I, th- I think it's Mascaratolo. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I
1: know someone told me he. I know someone told me he was the '84 champion of the either mm-hmm. national or. Uh huh. No, I, I'm not sure, exact,
0: but I don't know exactly the history. But I know he's been playing at a high level for longer than I've been alive by a, a, a decent margin.
1: Yeah, I know him, and um, uh, I'm not trying to talk about my experience so much, but I, I want to focus on you. But it was that day in February in 2020 after you had stomped off, and uh-huh. I was just it was it was my turn, but I had my headphones out. Just happened to have my headphones out. And yeah. I heard Eric Stone said, I stirred, Heard Eric Stone say to Lee, he goes, "Whatever, Lee. I just handed you second place. You should be happy." And all of a sudden, it was like a switch that went off, and I just played phenomenal on yeah. this EM, and I got second place. And I just walked out of there with my son. And I was like, "We just got three hundred and eighty-five dollars. Let's go!" You know, so yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's a nice <laughs> but, uh, little in there, right there. <laughs> but yeah, ever since fun, then, me stuff. and him, I have so much respect. Somehow, me and Lee get matched up somehow, and it's just like. Uh-huh. You go back and forth, and I just think with the world of the way he plays, and I'm just learning a lot. He's beaten me the last two times, but uh-huh. the fact that I can hang with his level makes me feel good. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, so. no, he is he is a phenomenal player, and he has he has such specific strategies for for a few games that that people just don't think about, and they fit his play style so well. And
1: yeah,
0: I don't know, he's 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 very good. Nothing but respect for the guy.
1: There's a lot of players, that's why I, I was, people don't understand. Like, you guys don't understand there's so many good players in Florida. It's, like, ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like, it, and it, then it. on the really big tournaments, they're all there. You're like, holy shit. Right. But, it's um, like
0: you get you get top 12, and you're like, there's no good group here. There's three, there's three <laughs> to four, and no matter where I am, it's, it's going to be hard as hell.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate your time. I know you got lots of things to do at your age. That your age people do that us old guys don't do anymore but you know it's pretty cool that you took some time to talk pinball
0: of course and, um, I, I mean i love pinball I'll, I'll never pass up a conversation about it
1: <laughs> definitely be uh seeing how you do it free play i'm mean, gonna hope to get there myself but never know yeah. with work yeah that's the other thing you're at this age where you don't have to worry about anything for a long while i mean you know uh-huh. You can even stretch it. I'll Don't tell your dad I said this, but you can make it to your 30s without any real responsibility. You can
0: if you want. <laughs> uh, What's I'm that? Taking, uh, you, can, you can if you want. I'm taking school so seriously right now, though, because I... Uh, uh, it's just another one of those things that I love. So I'm like, if I if I am put in the work and get ahead in this in this field, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. They put me in, in the accelerated flight program, so I fly I every day from Six a m to like ten thirty so i'm i'm leaving I'm up and leaving the house at like four thirty, which is brutal, but yeah. I mean you gotta do what you gotta do and i'm I'm so happy to be doing it i'm I'm so motivated and fulfilled it's
1: it's great see you know that's well, I love doing these interviews because you learn about the person behind the player like I had no idea that you were into flying, and you know just goes to show you 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 did and good with keeping you in your school and stuff and I you didn't know oh, yeah. Eric Stone was like. I think Eric Stone likes wet being a weatherman more than he likes being a champion. So yeah, right. You know, <laughs> everybody again, there. man. That's right. You gotta have. You gotta have two passions, maybe. Yeah, exactly. To keep it even keel, the yin and the yang or something. Uh
0: huh.
1: Well, man. So what? You'll be a senior. Is That it? You're gonna be a senior this year? No. I,
0: I'm, I, well, I'm. I'm a Are freshman in college. Is what it is.
1: Okay. So. Okay, my first okay.
0: semester in college. Graduated last Excellent. year, well, not quite last year. Earlier this year, I guess. Time has just flowing. Yeah. Each chapter, gotcha. in my life.
1: Now you're off to the races, whatever that may be. Off to the races, right? Awesome, man. Well, I'll definitely be rooting for you. Um, good luck to you. Hope you get to do all the things you want to do.
0: Well, thank you very much. I'll I'll, I'll catch you at replay, if not before then.
1: Yep. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you soon, man. Take it easy. All
0: right. Thank you very much. Have a great one. Thanks, Alex. All right. Bye.
1: All right, you guys. It was great being able to talk with Alex Marino, one of the um, better players here in Florida. You can tell he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Super smart. Um, always seems to be cool under pressure doesn't say much of tournaments but I think he's just really focused and he just like he said wants to get the job done and get another win under his belt um definitely wish him luck here at free play this weekend I think he's going to be one of the favorites um I'm hoping to make it myself but it's definitely the biggest tournament here in Florida every year so can't wait for that and Thanks for listening, you guys. We will catch you next time. Appreciate it.